0: It is the With Lime Podcast back with you again uh, late this week. I am Paulie G, your host. You can find me on Facebook there, Paulie G Sports. I'm under or Twitter at listen to Paulie G, P-A-U-L-I-E-G. And I've got Ryan MS back with me to talk all things the COVID-19 app. Thanks for joining me for this hot topic, Ryan are no you,
1: mate. How are you going?
0: Very good, very good. Been doing a lot of research the last few days, just trying to catch up with um, how the app works, and, and not only how it works, but is it safe to use, I guess, and, and different sort of points of view on it. Um, I haven't downloaded the app myself as of yet, um, but I may do after this podcast. What about you? Have you got the app?
1: Yes, I do. I do. Um, as it turns out, that's not really working yet, but... Um, I do have it because uh, I did do my research before downloading it and um, yeah, deemed
0: that uh, I had no worries,
1: like personally.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was sort of reading a few things about it and I guess one of the things at the moment that the data isn't actually going to the health authorities as of yet, although it is working on your phone and also talking to other people that you come in contact with
1: yeah um that's that's what I've heard as well um they just can't access the actual information that's there, which I guess is kind of a major flaw being that uh that's that's the whole point of it but I'm sure that um they're working here yeah, to fix that to fix that issue um yeah I have heard that uh you have to be within if someone says that yeah i've I've contracted this and I was in these places, and then you were there close to that person for, I think, I believe it's 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, it then, would, then would send off and say, can you please come in and have a test because you were close to someone who has tested positive.
0: Well, what I wanted to do was actually talk a bit about how it worked, as you've sort of half said there. Um, apparently, all the information is stored, on an, it's encrypted on a government server, and then it gets passed on to the health authorities once this memora, memorarium, memorarium <laughs> if I can say that word correctly, of understanding is being signed by all the states and territory, um, and then it would go through to these health authorities. So if someone that you've come in contact with tests positive, you'd be able to, it'd be able to trace back to you. So basically you've got an anonymous, anonymous ID, um, and it, it will detect someone else that has the app and downloaded the app and it's working, to send that information to your app and vice versa and therefore if if it found out that that you for example were were tested positive you could um, other people that you've been in contact with could see your anonymous ID and say okay I better go and quarantine, get tested etc etc personal data that's collected, well you give a name, you don't have to give your name Um, you give an age range, I guess you don't have to really give your age range Do you have to give phone number, postcode um, uh, and, just postcode, yeah. Okay, and information about, I guess, your user ID gets collected, but I mean that can be made up any anything. And then obviously, if you've tested positive, um, plus anything else that you consent to, um, the access, um, the data is accessed at the moment by the government, but not by the police. We believe it's not going to law enforcement. Um, it doesn't necessarily track your location. From no doesn't,
1: yeah exactly it doesn't track where you've been um, but it tracks it, it, it's more when it talks to another app that's been
0: downloaded yeah the Google version so, will ask permission for location information but apparently that's related to their permissions around Bluetooth in general It's not yes. actually tracking the location um, specifically in that app
1: yeah that's right um, and because it's it uses Bluetooth. Um, to talk to the other devices, um, there is also a bit of a l- little bit of an issue with. Um, well, it's not a little bit of an issue; it is an issue for people who have um, medical, um, yeah. I guess, apparatus or uh, that kind of thing that it, it may interfere with. So, obviously, those people
0: um, can't really use it either. And older phones, it doesn't work. I think if you've got an iOS iPhone um, older than iOS ten or an Android. Older than Android 6.0, it won't work. Um, all right, some of the bigger questions, I guess, that a lot of people are concerned about aroundabouts, roundabouts. Um, you might read about on social media, Facebook, your, your own WhatsApp groups. Is the privacy implication? Interesting that we mentioned things like Facebook and WhatsApp because they themselves have got their own privacy issues, but that's in the private sector, um, as opposed to this being owned by the government. Um, what is your take on the implications in regards to privacy. Well, look, uh, I
1: did. That was one of my reservations when mm-hmm. I was trying, you know, throwing up uh, whether downloaded or not. Um, and it was more like, how much are they collecting, and what are they collecting? And the thing is, if you've got a MyGov account, and a lot of people mm-hmm. do they've basically got your most valuable data there with you. I mean, it keeps track of your um, your tax. Um, it's got what you get paid you know, every year, uh, yeah. Medicare, all that kind of stuff in there. Anyway, this one basically just tells you when you've been closer to someone else. So uh, it, after I'd done my research and read that, I, I, did, I didn't think that was a big issue for me.
0: Yeah. Well, interesting to to read some information in regards to – You know, Facebook, Amazon, who actually are (laughs) involved in this app, but they collect a lot of our data. If you're a member of Amazon, if you're a member of Facebook, um, the Google, anything to do with Google, their parent Alphabet Inc., they will then use that data to optimize search results so they can sell better ads. The government can access their. the data indirectly I guess your data indirectly through them but only if they're um, able to prove why they need that information so maybe it's a crime terrorism you know maybe you could argue this virus Um, that is in the private sector then you look at places like China and of course group anything with the WeChat for example is um, they use it not only for chatting but also to pay for things it's like a PayPal WhatsApp um, all in one and, and various other things as well, I guess. And that way they've been able to track everything. Um, they can even include your body temperature. They do facial scans. So they really can um, clamp down on, on on these virus outbreaks and the epidemics to really localise it. I don't really know if we want to go down either of those paths, which is why that we've sort of gone somewhere in the middle. Um... An interesting one, I guess, South Korea. Um, they use um, the contact tracing apps, but also CCTV cameras, but maybe that would be considered too intrusive. And then you've got Taiwan. And Taiwan had a participatory self-surveillance. So the government um, partnered, actually, with various members of the local community, of, of their all, all their citizens, and um, they made a lot of online and offline tools to fight the virus. Um, it's basically you can check out where you can buy face masks. When face masks were going short, that was helped. Um, finding out, okay, they're still available in this area of the, of, of the, of the country. Um, and things like this helped, I guess, uh, the buy-in. And the other thing when, when you listen to people from Taiwan, they'll say this will only be kept during the pandemic and then the information goes away. It's only held for 14 days. Australia have said the same thing. Every 21 days, that information gets deleted. Um, Whether you trust that they will do that or not, I guess is the other matter. You can delete it from your phone at any time, and obviously any data couldn't be collected after that. So if that helps you, um, I guess, consider doing it, um, these are some of the the different ways. But I guess it just comes back, Ryan, to the, the trust in is this the way to go? Does this help us open up our society? Or is there too big a risk if you're looking at that sort of 1984, you know, German Stasi style, you know, what could they use with this information? Yeah, well, look, and that's the – I think
1: that's the worry for a lot of people. Mm. Um, I, I think that it's probably a better way to go because I can only imagine the man hours that are now – Uh, used in tracking down people. So uh, especially when there was, I mean, like the number of um, new cases is Mm. is lowering, but when the cases were high-ish, even when they're on the way down, there was still a number, and so they'd have to go out and try and interview these people, find out where they went, then go to the people who had been in close contact, and then the people who had been in close contact with them And so I can see the point that okay, well, what if it's everyone? You know, just about everyone has a phone. Yeah. So yeah, what happens if they're just we can use use it that way. And um, as for the um, where you've been kind of thing, really, if if you're uh, if you're on their radar and you're being you know being watched, and they're going to know where you are anyway, they can just ping your phone at any time, and they'll know you're in whatever area you're in. So I I they're think not that...
0: tracking it. They're not tracking your location through this app, but they can track you anyway, by just by owning a yeah. phone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. The yep. I guess we talk about the government implications, and I think they're big and we might go into more detail next week. I'm I'm working on getting a, a special guest to talk specifically about some of I guess the concerns that that would be around this. But not only the government concerns but also just the fact that um, there's some flaws maybe around the Bluetooth area and the, and the fingerprinting um, in regards to the the being able to maybe hack in, like hackers come in. Have you read up much about that one, Ryan, in regards to a, a hacker or somebody being able to to get into your phone from the back end of this app?
1: Yeah, um, I have. And it can... The bad news is that it can be done, but the good news is that that person would have to be within a very close range of you constantly. So they can't get in, get in there, and then re- automatically just do it remote. remotely. Um, for, you know, forever after, after that, that time. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. So it can be done, and but it's a very it's it's a very difficult thing to do, and it's uh, yeah. As I said, proximity kind of eliminates that eliminates that worry that it's going to be remotely uh, that the data is going to be remotely trafficked everywhere else
0: Yeah, so I guess there are still some concerns, I would like to go in a little bit more detail next week, Um, I'm hoping again I'll be putting it up on Facebook and Twitter Um, a special guest in regards to just talking about maybe some of the concerns in regards to um, the government having this Information on whether they would, um, in fact, delete it, or are there other examples of things that have happened in this country or other countries where you know this hasn't occurred, and we've we've received evidence that in fact they've been holding on to data or or surveilling um, people that were at, at the time unknown. I think that would be the most interesting thing to go through. Um, but certainly, as far as this particular app is concerned downloading it and then deleting it will work. And that's probably a big takeaway from today's show is that if you decided, actually, I'm not feeling safe about this and you got it off your phone, it's not going to be somehow tracked to you forevermore. It's more what was passed on during that time and it's not tracking your location. I guess they're the two big takeaways.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think you summed it up pretty well there. Uh, they're the two main things, I, I think, that is the worry in them, you whether or not um, that changes and whether or not they have to um, change something um, in the back end of it once they get this – the yeah. data to uh, – once they can get the it's data to, to the health um, healthcare worries. workers, yeah. which which the, uh, the bill, the legislation to back this up will be – Introduced in parliament this month. Yeah, Um, it will only be health authorities that can access this at at this
0: current time. Thank you so much, Ryan. What's happening in the world of Haddonfield horror this week?
1: Um, This week uh, we've got a trailer uh, called Dreamland. It stars Stephen McHattie, Henry Rollins, and Juliette Lewis. Oh wow! And so the synopsis is: on the night of the strangest wedding in cinema history, a grotesque gang, a a grotesque uh bot, you know gang gang yep. member hires a stone-cold killer to bring the finger of a fading drug addict
0: <laughs> <legend>. Interesting, <laughs> sounds pretty wild. Interesting. Um, where can our listeners find you as well in regards to this? Uh
1: haddenfieldhard.com as uh, a website or haddenfieldhor um on
0: Twitter. Excellent. To up to date with that. And I'm on Twitter as well at listen to pauly G P A U L I E G and now um, look at, look to me on Facebook there, there with PolyG Sports. We'll be doing some sports as NRL comes back as well. So look, um, I'm looking forward to that as well. But right now, um, thank you again, Ryan. It's time to say goodnight. See you later. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Have a good weekend, everyone, and stay safe out there. Bye for now.